And I spread a song so you can sing along With my special guest star for two You like to sing and dance And this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you Everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and if you saw what the episode is today, we have Ashley Evans back, my Riverdale correspondent. It's me! <laughs> it's you! Yes, and it's weird. We're here to talk about a... It is still technically a musical episode. Technically? It, it has... A, it has seven eight songs in it mm-hmm. I don't but like it's not a typical Riverdale musical episodes where it's not about one musical it's yeah a, it's not based off of one stage show right like and they've been doing also it has more songs in it than a typical episode of Riverdale mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're talking about the R- Riverdale Season 5, episode 15, titled Chapter 91, The Return of the Pussycats. It was written by Ariana Jackson and Evan Kyle, directed by Robin Givens. It premiered September 8th, 2021. And according to IMDb, buckle up. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. After going MIA during the middle of her world tour, Josie McCoy returns to Riverdale unexpectedly. Veronica gets creative after a surprise visit from her old friend, Alexandra Cabot. Tony steps in to help Tabitha and Veronica land a deal. Can I tell you something? Yes. I really think that the pandemic has rotted my brain because I completely forgot that Josie left Riverdale. Oh, how could you forget? Like, she left Riverdale to then go to Katie Keene, which we covered. I know, like, Katie Keene happened in the in-between. So, like, she left, time katie keen time back to riverdale mm. and it happened in between so my brain just kind of globbed the katie keen storylines together as if it were just another part of riverdale like i had to google why did josie leave riverdale because i didn't remember all i could remember was like that fake like jughead and the funky bunch stick up at pops that happened because of griffins and gargoyles or some shit <laughs> and like josie being on the ground and going i need to get out of here but i'm like was that it? Was it Jughead that made her leave Riverdale? So I and think what not. happens, she initially leaves to do a tour with her dad. dad. And then she never comes back because they, or she comes back to graduate real quick, I yeah. think. And then she goes, and then Katie Keene is supposed to happen within the after. time jump. Yeah. So like maybe two years after graduation, I think. And they never yeah. really specify that. And then because Katie Keene got canceled, hashtag Katie Keene season two, save it. Save, save the show. Keen. Hashtag save Katie Keene. We, we don't really know, like this whole tour thing that she's doing, the world tour, in Ber- like when she's in Berlin, finding out her dad passed away. Mom, I'm in Berlin. <laughs> that is why. But that is all new for us, in new information for us. Yeah. First of all, I actually had somebody email me something so this woman, Heather Holland, I don't know who she is. I, I, I hope okay. you're, I hope she's my number one fan. Yeah. She, all she emailed me was love the Riverdale one, Heather H. And I was like, you know what? You need a shout out. So shout out to Heather H. Yes. This Welcome. is, this, this one's for you. 
I hope you love, I hope you love this like sort of soft um, pilot for Josie and the Pussycats, which, uh, okay, let's get into that real quick because uh, according to IMD, the IMDb's of everyone, I don't see it. No, and I would watch it. I'm, I was trying to look up any news about it, and I'm only finding things from around the time that the episode premiered, which I don't think I said that. So it premiered September 8th, 2021. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at all of these news articles saying, like, is a Pussycats Riverdale ha- spinoff happening? And that was, you know, back in September. So who knows? They might be working on it. It might come out next, like, later this year i almost well, said like, next year mm, wrong <laughs> how much longer do you think riverdale is going to go on like honest question honest question okay so so far it's the longest running archievers archievers show. show yes so earlier they did like five episodes for season six so i don't know if there's going to be more of a season six or if they're going to call it season seven but i hope you know they finish off whatever this season is. They're what if they didn't call it season six at all, and they just had like Riverdale season five, whatever this was. Call it Rivervale. Rivervale, and then, start and then season, season six. six. I, I I I don't know. I feel like because in season in this season and in this episode, they're still trying mm-hmm. to save the town of Riverdale, which I yeah. totally forgot about because Rivervale fucked with my brain. Um, it did that's <laughs> and, another conversation for another time though a different well, coat of paint for a different wall is that's your quote <laughs> i have a feeling though they have to save riverdale at some point sometime and then maybe like the death of hiram will be like the final thing but he's gone already no he's still there i mean he left yeah he's, he's but he's away the character is still alive. He's still alive. Okay, okay, got you. I mean, he's because like he's been like the big bad for a lot of seasons. Yeah. Like yeah. even even though, yes, we had the Black Hood, yes, we had the cult, yes, we had Dungeon not Dungeons and Dragons, Griffins and Gargoyle, the Gargoyle King and all and aliens. My favorite big bad is Ethel Muggs. <laughs> I feel like Ethel. Uh ju- oh, oh. That hundredth episode, my god! But we're not here to talk about the hundredth episode. But I kind of want to. Anyway, uh, I feel like though Hiram is like the be all villain. Yeah, because like they take down these other bad guys, but like he's the the one that's throughout the whole series. So I feel like maybe I'm gonna give it to season eight. How's that? Yeah, and then like maybe maybe ten. Like if if we're if we're pushing it, we're pushing it to ten because like yeah. it is a soap opera, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there's there's still soap operas on today that started in the seventies, six and sixties. That's so. true. But like, I don't know. I feel like now that they're adults, like a lot of the stuff that they could get away with when they were teenagers, people mm-hmm. are like, you're all, you're twenty something years old. Like you can't <laughs> okay. you can't. Yeah. You can't like be like mm, I didn't do it. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> so like this Josie and the Pussycats thing, if there was a spinoff to it, I mm-hmm. could see this going for five seasons. 
at least. Yeah. Riverdale could end and then you could bring characters back from Riverdale right. so that it's like a continuation of the Archieverse. Right. Like what they did with with Sabrina, um, mm-hmm. with the Katie Keene people into mm-hmm. Riverdale. And in this episode, Alexandra Cabot comes back, which Alexandra I met. How does Veronica know her? Because Veronica knows everybody who lives in New York. Everyone's her BFF. <laughs> well, so her and Katie Keene are BFFs. And yeah. Katie Keene and Alexandra Cabot aren't exactly the best of friends. They, like, don't even know each other. But Veronica, who's on a different show, is like, oh, I know Alexandra Cabot. <laughs> I, I wish there was more of a line where it was like, I we used to hang out a lot when I was the she-wolf of Wall Street or something like that, which would have fit into the show. If I hear she-wolf of Wall Street one more time. <laughs> so how did you feel about this episode overall? A, a overall. Separate, from the, separate from the series. So I gotta be honest, like what, the first time I watched it was back when it aired, mm-hmm. uh, but not like when it aired, but like I was working and I had it on in the background because it was like a slow day at work. So September. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, word. Oh, pussycats, word. But I was like half paying attention. I was like, this is fine. But then rewatching it, like to talk about it, I'm like, this is a pretty good episode. Like, do I have my beefs with it? Of yes. Uh, oh, God. is it like the other musical episodes? In my opinions, no. Like in terms of do I like it as much as them? But I do like it better than the Katie Keene musical episodes. So uh, God, there's yes. that. I have to say, I like you when I saw it first. I wasn't really paying attention to it because it's Riverdale, yeah. what, whatever. Yeah. But rewatching this episode, they put such a strong emphasis on the people of color yes. in this yeah. episode. Like Josie when she spits truths at the white worm to the Riverdale cast. And it's called the white worm too. Is that hilarious that she's spitting truths at the white people and the white worm? Mm. Because I was all about that. So the white worm was already established as a resident, as a place beforehand. So, but like her, her spitting truths and that scene with Hiram, I was just like (laughs) living for it. But like a little bit. But like Melody, who I think out of the Pussycats has had the oh. least amount of lines. My God. She's like the narrator of this episode yeah. because apparently everyone in Riverdale writes a book. Uh, yeah. I, I have thoughts on, on uh, that. Um, we have <laughs> Val coming like coming back. I which, was like, Val. Which she like slightly introduced us to Alan n i think that's his that that's the character's name he is actually in josie and the pussycats and the boyfriend the boyfriend because i said like why does val's boyfriend look like a b-list skeet Ulrich, like b-list fp mud i think they were trying to like give us as many josie and the pussycat references yeah because like the cabots are actually from there um, right, because music industry. I guess that makes sense. You mm-hmm. know more about the comics than I do. Well, okay. So on my other podcast, Movie Deja Vu, <laughs> we did the 2000s movie, Josie and the Pussycats, Cats, and yeah. compared it to Jim and the Holograms. And from there, I learned a lot about Josie and oh, the Pussycats. I'm going to give that, that episode a listen. Give that episode a listen. Rewatch that movie, because that movie has 
Alexander and Alexander Cabot and Alan M, as well as Josie, Melody, and Valerie. So, so cool. But like, I really appreciated this episode. And I don't know if you, well, you probably recognize Robin Givens plays Sierra McCoy. Yeah, yep. And she directed this episode. This is her directorial debut. Oh my God, that's amazing. I did not see that. I did not realize that. She directed this episode and then the one after this, which I haven't watched, I I haven't rewatched it. Good job, Robin. So good for her. I mean, it looked like a great episode. There was, there was one moment. I know we're jumping around. There's a lot to talk about, but we're, it's Riverdale. We're wild and crazy like the show. That's how the writers write the show. It's on brand. I want to jump to the performance of stars at the end of the episode. Okay. Where there were, there were shots that made it look like an, and I, no shade. This is purely a compliment. It looked like like a 1970s music video where I was getting like Dionne Warwick or um, Donna Summer vibes. Yeah, there was was one shot in particular, which it was like, you're going to see this and I'm going to try my best to describe it, where it was like shot (laughs) underneath Josie's like chin looking upward. Yeah. That, that That I was like, this is pure like, disco music video right here oh, yeah did it hate it i loved it i was actually. just listening to her vocals to be honest because i was like damn they they finally give josie a song which i feel like ashley murray's voice suits very well on this because i feel like they do her and for her being like such a quote music character on the show right they give her a lot of songs that are like she sounds fine but it's like it doesn't highlight the strengths of her voice they give her this song and i'm like okay yeah yeah ashley murray that's great and then tony's like uh i'm going into labor and i was like seriously (laughs) you give us a josie song that with baby anthony coming in and then baby anthony's gonna ruin the day as always i gotta say though baby baby jeans i gotta say though like all the songs that she sings this episode are great I think she does well, but I think this would have, this was her like 11 o'clock number. Mm-hmm. And it was like more of a, an 11.15 because like then the baby had to come. Yeah. So this like, episode, um, Melody, I said, does the voiceover. I think she's like writing a diary though, instead of like what Jughead does is doing. What does Which, Jughead do? So I feel like Jughead is when we're writing, when we're going through the episodes with his narration, bookending the episode, I think he's writing the stories of what happens in Riverdale. Ah, uh, okay. No, it'd so, be funny to have bracelets that are like WDJD. What does Jughead do? Because <laughs> like, he's just there talking and writing and they say in the comics i guess he eats a lot which i feel like they forget to do in the show yeah yeah that's his that's his thing he's always at pops eating but i i appreciated you know melody's interjections here and there um Mm -hmm. it was a nice welcome it was a different take on everything petition to start an asha bromfield stan account because like if there isn't one already like 
this girl like Val had a had a tertiary storyline at least in season one like Mel's had nothing this whole time and then she steps out onto the stage and like granted gets- like Josie and Val are great but like Asha's really good like her vocals are really good I mean for physical they're She's clearly touched by computers because you can tell that in the voice. Physical? Oh, physical. Physical. The song physical. But like there's power in that voice. And she gets she gets short. Like she I wish she would have had more storyline while she was on the show, which is why I would totally watch a Pussycats spinoff, because I would like to learn more about Mel. Going back to the spinoff for a hot second. Mm Mm-hmm. You know when Sierra gives Josie the book of the music that her father wrote? Mm-hmm. Would you want that to be like part of the spinoff? Where yeah. like the song of the episode is something that Papa McCoy wrote? There should be three songs in episode. But you know what you know what I mean? Like and one will be that. Yeah, because you were look I they clearly showed you the song titles mm-hmm, of some mm-hmm. of them. And I was like, ooh, are these gonna is this going to be the basis where it's like, you know, they perform a song, at least one per episode. Yeah. Cause that's their whole point. But I mean, (laughs) the ending when too sweet comes in. (laughs) Toots to exit sweet P enter toots sweet. (laughs) Toots sweet comes in and he talks about when he talked about voodoo, I was just like, thank you. Thank you, God. <laughs> thank so, you, Ru- thank you, Roberto. And the way his mouth—I don't know, like if that was a choice that the actor made, but I was—he was just like, "I knew your father. My name is Toot Sweet." Like I was, I was dying. First of all, Toot Sweet. Come on, Toot Sweet. And like that's like a relatively normal name comparatively to like the other baby teeth. Remember when Archie was in prison and he had a prison mate named Baby Teeth? <laughs> baby Teeth died, I think. Somebody, uh, someone killed him. I can't remember. remember. Remember Chuck Clayton? Okay, I was going to say, I thought it was dope that they brought Mel and Val back because the show has, like, this nasty habit of completely forgetting that it introduced characters. Like, and in caps, I wrote, where is Chuck Clayton? Where is Ethel Muggs? Is Jason Blossom even dead? I'm I'm actually looking up the writers of this episode, too. Tessa was involved in the episode. No, she wasn't. She was. She wasn't a choreographer or anything like that, but she was a supervising producer. And I screamed. Uh, supervising oh, I producer Tessa that. That's good. That's good for her. I you watched know. the first five minutes of it, like, multiple times looking for Tessa, and I found her. I was so excited. I even wrote that down, because I, I, I didn't notice that Tessa was a producer. Because, you know, we had a whole diatribe about her not helping out the Katie Keene episode. Yeah, like, we need you. Where were you? So Ariana Jackson, I'm hoping I'm saying her first name right. It looks like it. Uh, She wrote four episodes of Riverdale. Mm -hmm. And Evan Kyle, he wrote eight episodes. So they are part of the Riverdale family. But... um, yeah, so they, that's, it's good for them. And he, um, yes. Um, <laughs> but Tessa wasn't credited as a writer, so I'm sorry. And she, you know what? Not. I'm kind she's of, not the episode. I'm kind of happy that the main cast, except for Veronica, like 
the main cast takes like a seat. Yeah. To let I was Josie. like, Betty Cooper is not here, but like, I'm weirdly okay with it. And you know me and Betty Cooper, like she's my girl. She was barely in it. And I was like, I think it was really interesting Smart. to get to know other characters. Tabitha had like some stuff to do. I love Tabitha. I love her too. I think I she's have- great. Do you understand why they picked Little Shop of Horrors as a song in this episode? <laughs> I I don't love Ice. Okay. So they they sounded great. Like the vocals were like, lovely voices, obviously. All three of them can sing. But this cracked me up so hard the first time I watched it because of how random and unnecessary this was. First of all, like eyeballs and milkshakes make me cringe. Like I find spooky food very triggering and I don't know why. <laughs> I've thought that every time like it was Halloween as a kid and we ate like gross snacks i was like yeah i'm gonna throw up like i I don't like eyeball food that's gross but also like are we trying to make pops scary now because no yeah i didn't understand (laughs) it i also i also didn't understand why i i do and i don't understand why they brought tony in randomly they just needed a third and they were like who's another i think this is the the women of color episode which is great, but we need more. We, we need more characters of color, yeah. Yeah, we can't just be like, okay, they got their episode. Like, I would like to see more because they've all, they all showed up and they did the assignment for this episode. So we know they can sing, we know they can act and stuff. So like, give them more storyline and don't just bring Tony in to like name drop Old Navy and then leave. <laughs> I was about to say that. This is the Old Navy commercial within the episode. The Old Navy <laughs> commercial. Also, like, I always lose my shit at the part where Kevin starts clapping in the diner because it is so off. Also, whoever dressed him this episode needs to be fired immediately. I want to know what drugs he was on this episode. He was like, they were like, little shot. <laughs> He's clapping. He had awful outfits this episode. There's another part of the episode, like, where Josie comes into the school to, like, talk to Principal Weatherby and he's wearing a shirt that I kid you not looks like the exact same shirt that Stuart wears on Mad TV, and it's tucked well, into his pants. I, and I'm like, I, I don't like the stylist of this episode at all. Like the, uh-uh. the whoever was the designer, stylist, whatever. Because like, even the Pussycats, they were wearing crop tops slash bandos the whole episode and high waisted pants, and so, and and then a jacket. And I was just like, why? I get it for them performing because that's like a nice performance thing. But mm-hmm. like the looks that Mal and Val had for physical and go on, I hated mm-hmm. them. I hated them. They're my flats yeah. right now. I'm going to tell you. Flats um, for clothes. But like even when they went into the school after they found out that uh, Josie's dad died and everything to be like, hey, we'll, we will be on tour with you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They were wearing crop tops and high-waisted pants and a jacket and I was just like do they have anything else like Val I think wore a dress but that dress was also hideous in my opinion oh, I don't even remember that that's how much I erased it from my memory it's like a too short of a dress where yeah. you kind of wish I kind of wish she was wearing like leggings or something or like yeah. a, like, a, like, a, like two inches longer that's that's just my personal opinion though so please don't oh, rake yeah. me over the coals for this and also, like, they, I'm sure they didn't choose it, so I'm sure that there's plenty of things that the actors have had to wear that they're like, what is this? Like, Veronica's <laughs> entire wardrobe. Um, ever. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Veronica. <laughs> like, oh my god. When she looks like half baby doll, half sex. 
Like, I'm like, what's, what are we doing to Camilla's beautiful? Like, why would you dress her like this? I have to say, this is probably one of the best episodes for her too. She was, she didn't get on my nerves as much as normal because she didn't say like daddy Daddy or Archie Kins, or at least I didn't remember her saying those things. I do want to say though, I did really enjoy like, even though she's a bitch, I want to say that I really enjoy Alexander Cabot as an addition to the Archieverse, because I think it's interesting for Riverdale or the universe of Riverdale to have more than one, like, mean girl type. So you've got, like, Cheryl, who's completely unhinged. But then you've got <laughs> Alexandra Cabot, and she's just everything Veronica Lodge, like, wishes she could be as, like, this cutthroat boss bitch. She is the she-wolf of Wall Street that she's Veronica like, claims to yeah. be. Yeah. But not Wall Street. She's the she-wolf of like business. Of business. She's the she-wolf of business. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I saw both sides of the argument about Pop's um the 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 uh milkshake. Milkshake recipe. Yeah. I saw both sides of the argument because like Alexandra's looking at it from purely financial side. But yeah. Tabitha, I almost forgot her name. Mm-hmm. Tabitha is looking at it like no, this is tradition. This is yeah, uh, like this is one of those cases where I appreciate the phrase. This is how we always do it. Yeah, because like she's paying respect to her rel- her great grandfather. Yeah, grandfather, yeah. great grandfather. Which one was it? Yeah, great. I think. Yeah, um, pop was the son. Pop and pop is the son. And pop Tate and is her grandfather. grandfather. Yeah, yeah. So her great-grandfather who who started it and yeah. like had the history of everything and so like personally i i i get both sides oh. of the argument but like, i side with tabitha but i think it's just like i could see her being like listen you can make this into ellen's stardust horror diner but you can't <laughs> take my milkshakes <laughs> but like but i'm saying more so what i'm saying is like i don't think uh alexandra in that moment was like a capital b bitch no because she's just like she's being a she's being business savvy and everything and she didn't like slap her she was just like girl it's a milkshake like she doesn't know the significance and then once she explained it and alexandra had time to think about it she's like you know what yeah we'll let you keep the milkshake and saw and saw the community response to josie that's showing up yeah and she's got she's got layers just like cheryl's many unhinged players um i want to i i do want to see more of alexandra like i hope she i hope she comes back to whatever season of riverdale we're on and if they do with josie and the pussycat spinoff maybe maybe her and alexander can like become regulars there she'd have to because she's like was a rival of josie and katie Keene, so it would be ridiculous to not and And if you rewatch the early 2000s movie, that mm-hmm. Alexandra Cabot was a rival to Josie, which is so it's canon in the mm-hmm. comics because Alexandra wanted to be a star herself. And yeah. they like they don't outright say that with this version of Alexandra in any of the shows that she's in. Uh, I can't remember Katie Keene. I blacked that entire series out. But like... <laughs> She does want to obviously be a singer and a star. And I feel, I feel like, you know, the idea of making Pops into Ellen Stardust Diner, which for those of you who don't know, Ellen Stardust Diner is home of the singing waitstaff. So like your server will like bust out into a Broadway song 
usually Broadway. I don't think they ever do pop There's songs. There's some pop. I have friends who work there and I've, I, I feel bad because I stay for like far too long. Like the tourists, they're like trying to turn over the tables and I'm just like, oh, I love it here. But make sure to tip like really well. Like, and like pops, yeah. uh, they even say in the show that pops has been a host to a lot of performances. So like, I don't. So I have a point for that. Actually, it's funny that you bring that specific line up. up. Yeah, why? I said um, when Alexandra makes the negotiation with Veronica and Tabitha about making pops a singing diner. I feel like it very closely mirrors the trajectory of the show with how it decided to do musical episodes. So like Alexandra's like, I've always romanticized singing diners. And Veronica's like, oh yeah, we sing at Pops all the time. And Alexandra was like, bitch, hold my milkshake. And then they did Little Shop of Horrors. So I feel like the Riverdale writers, at least one of them, and I'm hoping it was Tessa. Tessa, if you're listening, please confirm. Uh, But one of the writers was like, I've always romanticized musical TV shows. And the cast of the writers were like, oh, yeah, we have random songs in the show sometimes. And Tessa was like, carry the musical. (laughs) Like, I feel like this moment mirrors the entire show with how they decided to make everything musical. So, Tessa, if you're listening, maybe you can answer why Little Shop of Horrors. Is it because the word shop is in it? Like, that's exactly why. Why not a different song? They could have done Candy something shop. from Waitress. Or that, like waitress, opening wait, up. I don't know Waitress that well, but I'm, but because Waitress is set in a diner, I feel like yeah. they should have picked something like that. Or like, what's that other one? Sugar, butter, milk, whatever. Yeah, butter, flour. That. Yeah, yeah. They could, have done, they could have done anything. Maybe they didn't get the rights to it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because it's still, well, it's not on Broadway anymore because... They closed. Um, they closed. But, they closed. But like, there's other shows that even if you just have the word shop, there's shop. There's more shops. I don't want Halloween milkshakes. I'm sorry. <laughs> that would have made me more mad than changing the recipe. Is adding eyeballs. <laughs> Get those out of there. They do not belong in my food. Don't like it. <laughs> so like it. it's all coming back to me now. How did you feel? <laughs> that one, I. <laughs> I loved the setup. I love the setup for all these songs because I mean, you know, you it, it was pure campy musical theater. It's like it, <laughs> to call back another episode, the um, uh, next to normal episode where they're like, "I remember going skiing. I miss the mountains." <laughs> so, it, so Josie's like. Oh, I remember all of this. It's all coming back. To yeah. You. And then she touches a milkshake and starts singing. I said, I love when a milkshake is so good. It makes me sing Celine Dion. <laughs> but can I just say thing. the gowns at the end? I did love the dresses. I loved the gowns. I, I, I have no amazing. idea what the front of her gown was made out of. And I'm okay with that. Thumbtacks. Well, I didn't know if it was like, macrame of sorts or if it was sequins or something and it looked weird and I loved it I could not take it seriously I don't know if it was like the montage of Josie's memories except like Chuck Clayton was there dancing so I got really excited about that oh Chuck Um, Clayton did make an appearance (laughs) he was like he's doing the twist or like the part where Josie threw a yearbook on the ground um or like the rumbling sound effects and the clacking of Josie's shoes everywhere she went like, if you're going to edit the sound in post, why did you leave her shoes clacking? But, like, it was cheese. And, like, 
shit, Celine Dion is cheese. Like, if you've seen the video for that song, it's so cheese. But she's Celine Dion, and the genre of Celine Dion is epic flesh fantasy. And shit, it makes me a little horny. But, like, she can do that. Because she's Celine Dion. Like, this is not Celine Dion. You can't do that. I want to skip over uh, It's Gonna Rain, because, like, it wasn't really that important. Well, we get we get Britta, right? That's well, her name? Well, I was going to say, shout out to Britta. She's, like, feeling herself. Um, but the vocals were like obnoxious in the way that like theater kids are obnoxious but I weirdly dug it because it makes me think of high school when my friends and I would purposely harmonize loudly in public for fun it sounded like they were shouting though oh yeah well we did like in high school you think you're hot shit and you're just like 525 (laughs) you're just like running down the halls and you think everybody thinks you're great but really everybody's like shut up but you know Britta I don't know if this is her first appearance or what have you but hey Britta welcome back um, she did. I we like talk, her. We talked a little bit about physical. That's my favorite part. I do like it. That's my favorite part. Golan was was great as well. However, comma, it's not available in the soundtrack. On of the, the soundtrack. Episode, and I'm very upset with that. I said, where is that? Like, you got you got two things. You got like Val is pure sensuality. Mel is pure sexuality. You need both. And there's no the Val song is not in there. Is it a, an original song? I hope so. Go On is performed by Halu? Haley Law. No, I mean like... Oh, in real life. In real... It's H-A-Y-L-E-A-U. Hold on. Let's, let's Google this. It's Haley Law. I think it's her song. Oh my God, I hope so. But like, put it on the damn soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Hold on, it let me see. Exposed. She has an EP called Hey Lou, which came out in 2016. I'm going to download that. Of course, like what I'm finding on here, I think it's, I think it, it is her song. That's amazing. So she has, uh, in 20, it came out actually in 2021. So all the more angry that it's not on here. Well, they prob she probably wants you to buy it for her. Got it. Like so okay. she gets the money. I could support that. This is kind of <laughs> this brings me to, to Glee, where they did it, they put in a Matthew Morrison song randomly in one of the Matthew seasons. Morrison and I was just like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he was selling an album. Oh boy. <laughs> it's like Was it the Grinch? No. No, he it was like his own album and everything. Oh boy. But like I, I'm a little I'm a little upset that it's not on, but now finding out live on air that it's respect. Yeah. Respect to her. She's go support Haley Law. It was yeah. Haley. Hey Lou, I think is her like Hey her recording name. That's amazing. Okay, that makes me like Val even more. Yes. And I will make sure future John, when you're editing this and like doing the <laughs> the the Instagram posts like shout her out. So, yes. so I'm holding myself now ac- accountable you, for Haley. it. Uh, and then we we talked about Little Shop, and then the Pussycats performance, <laughs> which we we kind of talked about stars. I mean, the song is great. Um, um, Get up was pretty was was also a banger. Get up made me super happy. I just, the, my one my biggest thing is I think it's really funny that they all have instruments and then they almost immediately walk away from them. So like, where's the music coming from? 
And then how did yeah? (laughs) And then how did you feel about the super sexy Josie and the Pussycats? I could have skipped it, but I could play Get Up all day, so like it makes up for it. But like, I'm glad they finally included it. Yeah, because like they've been Josie and the Pussycats since season one, and it's like they never used the song. Yeah, Um, it would have been. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite part, but I did like Get Up. I couldn't stop bopping. I was even into the whooshy sound effects. Uh, I want to make an Asha Bromfield stan-, stan account. Hashtag justice for Melvi. Can I just say though that like this, the, these three songs, whenever they yeah. would, like they had really great harmonies. And I feel like this yes. is the one of the few times that we hear harmonies in yeah. a Riverdale episode. It's because Asha and Haley are good singers. Right. And honestly, I don't blame, like, for as, like, good as Josie's digs were to, like, the other characters, I think it's good that they were just, like, Josie, you were a bitch. Like, you sidelined the women. And they're good. They're really good. They're great performers. Like, their acting is phenomenal. I don't know if they really can play an instrument, but if they can, kudos. That's a plus. Yeah. Whether they can or not, they can, they can sing. I would love because they don't really play guitar, right? It's mostly keyboard and drums. I think Josie's on guitar, Val is on keys, and Mel is on drums. But I don't remember if they've ever actually done any of those things on the show. So, Tessa, I know you're listening. Please make the spinoff happen. Please be a producer on it. And please, at some points of, the ser- of this new series, have them play acoustic guitar. Yeah. Because I would, I'm, I would love to hear, see them like actually play a guitar or an instrument, but like acoustically, not or make it or at least make it sound like it's acoustic, so like uh, they can <laughs> fake it easily. But yeah, I would, I would love. Do I have? Do we have to give them money or something to like make sure that this spinoff happens? Crowdfund. Crowdfund. We're craft- so instead of crowdfunding for us writing stuff, because that's usually what ends up happening on these episodes, we're going to crowdfund Josie and the Pussycats. Crowdfund Josie and the Pussycats. Because like even at the end, the last thing you see of this episode before the end credits, it's mm-hmm. it's not the Riverdale sign as usual. It's the Pussycats. It's the Pussycats. So, so it's just like, make this happen. Because like, Oh my God. I would love oh, this would it have been you know how like this weird season of riverdale is rivervale because of like a parallel universe how great would it have been if after this episode every episode was the pussycats so riverdale is just over now and it's just all the pussycats no, world and they're just living in it they have to save the town i mean the pussycats will save the town they basically did even though it was all the they characters s- that we've seen already they didn't save it from toot sweet Dude, sweet came back to raise some fucking hell. Oh my god, I'm so happy about Toot Sweet. Honestly, though, like, good for Josie for being like, my destiny lies elsewhere. Because, like, <laughs> I know that everyone else keeps coming back to Riverdale and they have to, like, for there to be a show. But I also think it's ridiculous that they keep doing that because it's caused all of them so much trauma and they needed therapy. So good for Josie for being like, yeah, my head out. I don't want to be here anymore. Could you imagine? Wait, 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 wait. Tessa and Robin Givens 
as well as Roberto because he is in charge of the Archieverse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Front, like, help co-create the Josie and the Pussycats mm-hmm. uh, series. I think if, like, if this was Robin Givens' di- directorial debut, which I believe that's what I read online, she okay. did an amazing job. So, like, I she, her. I, I would love to see her do, like, direct all of season one or like the first 13 episodes or something of yeah. this proposed spinoff, which needs to happen. Like, I watch it. Like, I hope that this spinoff would tote the line of like Riverdale craziness versus like the stability of Katie Keene. Yeah. Remember and you, the voodoo of Sabrina. Well, that's still part of the craziness of Riverdale. Riverdale. Now it right? is. Well, yeah. Or, yeah. Well, like, this would be, like, a... Com- you're right. This would be the combination of all three mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, they could be a little, like, uh, Scooby-Doo in a way. Or maybe maybe oh they're God. solving crimes or something. Because I think that's what they did in the original series, if I remember correctly. Was it the Pussycats or Riverdale? Josie and the Pussycats. Like, the cartoon back in the so 70s. they fought crime and made music. Yes. A dream. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Vision board. Vision board. I- Tessa, I know you're a big <laughs> fan of the show. You do not have to it. confirm or deny it, but <laughs> please, please go to Roberto and be like, you have fans <laughs> who want this Josie thing to happen. So, yes. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? I have three stray observations that I wanted to touch on at the very end of the episode. Um, so now? Number one. <laughs> I noticed that um, Archie kisses Kevin every time there's live music, and I just thought that was really funny. I did not notice that. He, like, cheek kissed, but I was just like, why you keep kissing Kevin, Archie? Well, so, the w- one other time that I think you're thinking of, Kevin kisses Archie. Kiss him. Oh, so he was returning the favor. I guess. You know, seven years later. They're like, let's just make a tradition that we make out at live shows. I'm I'm Archie's like I'm horny for Kevin only when there's music. Only when there's mu- only when there's some mood music that is played by no one. Oh my god. Because no one's playing an instrument. <laughs> okay, um, what's your, what's point number two? I honestly just love to see Dr. Curdle Jr. in a Jason Mraz fedora running around with a sign and cheering on Josie. Like that made me my heart. <laughs> and i'm sure the actor like loved it like he's having a great time it's the first scene that he's with other people besides lily reinhardt people or 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 a corpse yeah so or matchkin (laughs) oh fucking is that how you say your name i think so you did it i think think... matchkin matchkin oh no i fucked it up she was not and i'm okay with that yeah i don't know where she would have fit into the episode Mm-hmm. Um, last thing is like not really an observation but a question and the question is will we ever find out who baby Anthony's daddy is because <laughs> I don't think we will so we okay so to spoil the rest of season five and this river veil excuse me this river veil season six quote unquote <laughs> spoiler spoiler we never find out who the true baby daddy is for baby Anthony. We don't know. We don't know. But Fang's 
does take up the mantle of father figure for him because now we have tongs. So tongs. So <laughs> John, then let me ask you, do you think Fangs is the baby's daddy? Or do you think it's just like he's being good to Tony and baby Anthony? Like I want to hear your theory as to who you might think the dad is, because I I don't know. So my thoughts. I think Fangs is being a father figure because he feels responsible for this. And he, he is the one that initially wanted a family. If we remember, Kevin is the one that is like, I want to be a hoe. I just um, want to cruise. Yeah. But I have a feeling that knowing Riverdale, baby Anthony's true father is someone like Hiram Lodge or something else, you know, Ew. just, just like some curveball where maybe it's the maybe it's the Antichrist or something. Maybe it's so. a ghost. <laughs> like Or an alien from season five. See It's yeah. a Mothman. It's a Mothman, yeah. It's so, a blackhead. So I knowing Riverdale, if we ever find out who the dad is, it's probably gonna be like someone obscure, like yeah. Dr. Curdle Jr. or something like that. It's or, Jason Blossom. It's Jason Blossom. <laughs> Jason Blossom is the father. <laughs> Or how, how could that be? Or they're just not going to say, and we're going to have to assume that it's going to be Fangs because Fangs takes up father responsibilities. Yeah, that's my thought. Do you, yeah. do you do you feel the same? I think the dad should be Fangs, just like because biologically be- you're saying. Yeah, but like because it's Riverdale, it's probably Ethel Muggs. <laughs> He's probably the father. No, Jason Blossom. Come on. We said yeah, it. Yeah, Jason Blossom back from the Great War. Or Hal. Hal Cooper. Hal Cooper. Who is super dead. <laughs> super dead. Just every dead character is still not ruled out. You know what? It's Chick. Chick is it's the daddy. Chick. <laughs> not Charles. Yeah. It's Chick. Not Charles. Charles doesn't need Charles doesn't like women, but Chick could be by. Well, the way that they made it seem like it was artificial insemination, so it could be anybody. Oh, they did? Yeah, didn't they say that, like, they... I believe it. I believe it. There's so much that happens on Riverdale that I gapped that because it just wasn't as interesting as a bear fight. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's so normal. Give me bears. Give me rum. Give me tickle porn. (laughs) Or people making snuff films who cares about test tube baby visibility give me tickle porn (laughs) like there is just like an extremely depressingly low amount of tickle porn god do you do you remember when this was supposed to be a spit like not a spit off but like a a riff off of twin peaks like (laughs) (laughs) remember when that was the thing (laughs) twin peaks is rolling Oh boy. All right, let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? Sharp Flat. In this section, we're going to highlight moments whether or not we talked about them. And if we like them, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. Can I go first? Yes. I want to go first. So I sharped Josie's quote in the flesh and in faux fur. I died. I died laughing. Um, Josie dropping truths in the white worm as well Mm -hmm. as sassing Hiram. I Mm -hmm. loved it. I fucking Mm -hmm. loved it. The old Navy commercial, I died laughing. (laughs) In the song Physical, 
the pinged wink that happens. Yes. There was no yep. hair flips. It was a pinged wink. Yep. yep. And then I am obsessed with Josie's Berlin costume. It is a good costume. It was a great costume. Yeah. Where it was like fringe and silver. Um, yeah. I'm also, it's an honorary sharp. It's not a full sharp, just an honorary sharp. <laughs> I liked their makeup, the Pussycats makeup for their performance. Like there's a close-up of Josie that we see that her lid is like gold, but then she has like silver around the yeah. this part that I'm pointing to you and no one else yeah. can see. What is this? <laughs> the, cat the, crease? Eye. the crease. It's like a crease, yeah. right? Yeah. Think. Yeah. And they do a cat eye crease thing in silver. And I was just like, that's beautiful. And like it complimented her very well. And it was like the right amount of stage makeup that was great for film too. So that's a real sharp. That's not honorary. This Fuck it. I'm re- I'm really sharpening it. Really sharpening it. And then you know, okay. I guess the honorary sharp would be the gowns. I just wish we saw more of the information of what they are, so yeah. like we could take them in. Yeah. Anyway, what are Good your sharps. what are your sharps? I said sharp for Aaron Westbrook, aka Tabitha for being the best actor on this episode. Cause I love when she fangirled to the point of tears, like Lily Reinhardt, hold on to your tear ducts. Cause you've got some competition. Everyone who dates Jughead cries. Like it's, it's part of the audition process. You can't be. You can't be a Jughead kid. girlfriend unless you can cry on cue. Tabithughead. Wait, what is their name? I don't even know. Jughead. Jugatha. Jugatha. I think you said Jugatha. Yeah. Jugatha. But yeah, she's great. I I think she's a great addition to the show. I love her. Like you said, Sharps to Ashley Murray calling Hiram Lodge a little bitch. I love that he arranges for people to be murdered, but he doesn't like loud music after nine. Mega sharp to the part where Josie basically tells off all the main characters and Cheryl makes this like sassy face. And then she's like, shut the fuck up. You gave me a pig heart. Like you're included in this, you bitch. And then sharp to Dr. Colonel Jr. and Principal Weatherby for being hardcore Josie stands because it makes me think of how my dad is a closet Billie Eilish fan and just doesn't want to admit it. Most of all of the rest of the sharps to Justice for Sweet Pea. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming out. Sweet Pea. Some but, love. Uh, could, uh, he's going to be, he would be great on that, on the spinoff that happens. Spin-off. I love Sweet Pea. I've always loved Sweet Pea. I have a sharp that is also a flat, but the sharp part of it is sharp to Melody for dropping out of law school to pursue her passions. <laughs> but what's the flat part of it? Flat to Melody for dropping out of law school to pursue a <laughs> writing career. Has Jughead taught us nothing? Does she want to become an alcoholic who sleeps with rats? So wait a second. Is that unnatural? Oh! Ashley... Welcome to Natural Land. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. It's so it great. has, it has its own life. jingle and everything. <laughs> okay, I think I want to natural something, but I don't know if I really want to natural it or just sharp it. So I want to natural the setups to the songs. Because, like, I pissed my pants laughing at, at all of them, but I don't That's think. A sharp. But, like, you're not supposed to so it's a guilty sharp it's a guilty sharp i I, yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Because like alto clef. Because <laughs> like something we don't like to see is there, but it exists. Because like it's an it, alto clef. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because like they were hilarious, but like yeah. they weren't supposed to be. Like a lot of the show, it's not supposed to be hilarious. God, that old navy commercial was amazing. The cutest little baby jeans. But Vanity Flare. <laughs> I saw you on the Tomorrow Show. Oh my god! It's like Jimmy, um, hosted by Fimmy Jalen. <laughs> like, uh, okay. okay. So, do you continue with your flats then? Since you sure kind of started it, even though na- we we realize it's a natural. So real flat, real flats to Kevin being dressed like Stuart from Mad TV. <laughs> like they just make him tuck in all his shirts that's adulthood for kevin like they don't mm-hmm. change they just make his shirts tucked in and he looks not i i mean casey cott looks good period but like it's not a good he deserves better yes he deserves better flat to betty which is was painful for me to do because i love her so much but flat to betty for oh. asking dr Kudo, dr curdle jr if someone died just because he was at a Josie and the Pussycat show. Like, let the man Oh, live. my God. She, there's this unadulterated hatred for Betty, for, like, for Dr. Curdle, and I just think it's hilarious. Well. like, what did he ever do to her? Like, he, he helps her. She hates, I don't think she hates him. I just think that she was a little concerned, because, like, she never sees him outside of the morgue. Like we said, he's never outside of the morgue, so it's something new and different i mean spoiler for rivervale if i'm at liberty to say go ahead spoiler spoiler when dr colonel jr calls her to tell her some news she's like i know you're mad that i didn't invite you to my wedding but you need to drop it okay and I was oh like, right okay you but like me. that hasn't happened yet so in the timeline so or ever Depending on how you look at it. <laughs> so maybe they just decided to riff off of this like vibe that I get. And they're like, mm. wouldn't it be really funny if she hated him? And then that was that. Um, and then my last flat is flat for no Jorge guest starring in this episode. Yeah. I wanted Jorge in the episode. I realized what I wanted to potentially natural. Ah. I remember now. The flashbacks. It, fe- it feels like they were padding the time when they yeah. flashed back to Josie having third person realizations of things happening. Yeah. But like, it was also kind of nice to see them because, you know, yeah. Chuck Clayton and Chuck them Clayton. singing Milkshake on top of Pops when they, like, I know they're singing Milkshake, but like, you don't mm-hmm. hear them singing it. Which but they're is, totally singing it. They're totally singing Milkshake. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I was just like, are they also necessary? Like, that's a true natural for me. True not natural. a not a guilty not a guilty sharp it's a true natural not an alto clef not an alto clef <laughs> um but my flats uh, the physical outfits i hated them i hated That's okay. i wish they kind of went well together because i don't know what their style is because they seem to have the same style which i get it people do have that but like in a show like this mm-hmm. where everyone has this very specific style to them. And like, you know, Archie's always going to be in jeans and a t-shirt. And when he was in high school, he was wearing a football jacket. You know, Betty wore like 
uh, skinny jeans and a sweater collared shirt combo. Like, and Veronica looked like she was pulled out of a magazine, any look. And Jughead. American Girl Doll met Maxim. Yes. That's... And then Jughead was grunge. Like, Josie and the Pussycats characters, like, we never really solidified what they were. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of, it was kind of upsetting. This I would, whole episode. I agree with this. I agree yeah. with this. I like, I did though, I'm not sharpening, but I did like their performance outfits. Cause like mm-hmm. we got the leopard and we got the cat ears back and everything. So it it was great performance, but then, you know. Cheetah Girl's yeah. wishes. Cheetah Girl's wishes. I'm flatting. Cause this is a dumb move. Like realistic, okay. like realistically speaking, Mel refusing to make her book into a movie without Val. Oh yeah, that's the artist in us being like, come on, bitch, you get a Tyler Perry offer, you do the movie, fuck your friend. Just be like, can my friend be an extra or something? And Val's fine. She's like, dude, make your move. Like even Val is like, go ahead. And then my final flat is like, as of this recording, Mm -hmm. there is no confirmation as to the spinoff. So I'm very upset. I want that to change. I got it. I got another question for you real quick before we finish everything else off. Yeah. The songs physical and go on. Did they actually happen? Cause the way that they're intercut in that scene, make it seem like it might be them describing them singing to her or like it was supposed to happen after their conversation. I'm going to say they happened more than a song and crazy ex-girlfriend might've happened. Like there's okay, a possibility okay. they might have been imagined, but I think the fact that they kept panning back to Josie watching them perform the songs and she was reacting, I was like, oh, this might be really happening. It it just felt weird that it was conversation, song, continuing the conversation. So I was just like, is it realistically speaking, which <laughs> they showed her a YouTube video. Okay. I can I don't know. I will buy that. They they showed her a YouTube video and she imagined them performing it in front on yeah. the on the white. Okay, great. Uh, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? Both physical and go on and get up. I'm gonna say the whole out al- the whole soundtrack, and then even I'm the gonna Obnoxious children one. <laughs> even the well, I could skip. I'll skip that one. But I have. I mean, I, I I I bought it. I bought it already on iTunes, so... Oh, I bought the whole album. That's I bought fine. the whole album, yeah. But now I'm going to buy Go On because now that I know yeah, that the actual actress performs it, it's great. Yeah. And maybe her other stuff, because I do like her voice. Yeah. And on that note, actually, we are done with this episode. And for right now, we're done with the Archieverse, which oh feels gosh. weird. What a feeling. What a What a feeling. Yeah, there's still season six for another musical episode, so keep your fingers crossed, everyone. Rocky Horror, Tessa Lee. Rocky, Rocky Horror, Tessa Lee. Rocky Horror, Tessa Lee. Ashley, is there anything you want to plug or promote? Um, I have a TikTok now. Is it the same name? It's the same name as my Instagram name, so it's just at Schleebly. That's at S-H-L-E-E-B-A-L-E-E. Ashley, you know and... I, put, I write it out. You don't have to spell it. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Um, I haven't made a lot of TikToks yet because like I started making them and then I got COVID, so I felt ugly. But now I feel better. So like I'll start making some more TikToks. Yay! Um, got a ring light. And I don't have an official event yet, but my friend Joshua Giant, uh, shout out to drag queen Giselle Moore. Uh, we have been talking and he does drag and I do comedy and we both sing. So we're like, let's like do some shit. So we're thinking of maybe putting together a little variety show uh, when the pandemic is not as crazy, but we're in talking stages right now. So stay tuned. You guys should like start interest by doing stitches and things like that. He has a TikTok. So when I'm back in the city, cause I'm, uh, I'm with my family for the holidays right now, but when I'm back in the city, we're maybe going to make some TikToks together. Ooh, stay tuned, everyone. And and is it that time of year that you're going to um, yell at celebrities on Twitter? Should you plug your Twitter? You know, it's been a year since I've tweeted Rachel Bloom, so I probably should tweet her again. <laughs> Ashley.fru. Okay. Uh, and, and if you... Like Heather, remember Heather, beginning of the episode? If you That's like Heather. if you like Heather, want to email me that you love Riverdale as well, because let's be real here, we all love Riverdale. Like as we much as we it. it pains me to say it, I fucking love the show. I love Riverdale. <laughs> uh you can email me at buttasongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttasongpod. Tell me your thoughts. Do you want a Josie and the Pussycat spin-off? By the way, side note. So the episode is called Chapter 91, The Return of the Pussycats on Netflix. It's, it's just, just called The Pussycats. Pussycats. And I'm very upset about that. Confused. Very confused. And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking. We're finally, finally talking about Chicago. Oh, my God. <laughs> finally. 92 episodes into this well this is episode 91 91 episodes into this podcast we're finally doing chicago i am trey excited because you know i wait i was i was waiting like the patient patient little man that i am we're just waiting Mm -hmm. and waiting finally it happened so stay tuned for that ashley Ashley, thank you so much for coming back to do this random musical episode of Riverdale. Thank you for having me. You are my Riverdale correspondent. You will will forever be my Riverdale correspondent. So if this show goes on for like another 10 years, you will be coming back on to talk about the musical episodes. But hey, everyone, we're going to... We're going to explore not talking about Riverdale with Ashley for a few episodes. So stay tuned for that. We have plans. We are discussing things. So stay tuned, everyone. And stay safe. Be kind to everyone. And bye for now. Bye. Go download Halo's music. Yes, go download Halo's music. Okay, bye. bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.